Hello, Bridge Builders! I'm here with some exciting news. The first volume of interviews is now available on Amazon.com. The link can be found at eatlunchandboardgame.com. I promise that all proceeds from sales of this book will go right back into this podcast and channel. Whether that is new and better audio equipment for the podcast, or video equipment for the YouTube channel, or even more games to review, the money will not be wasted. Click over to Amazon and get your copy of Eat Lunch and Board Game, the first course today. And thank you for supporting the show. This episode is sponsored by Fortuna Games, STL. Owners Will and Ashley have a quaint shop here in St. Louis City. They have lots of Magic the Gathering and Pokemon cards on hand, as well as board games and accessories, like card sleeves that I am always ranting about. Use coupon code ELABG10 for 10% off your purchase. If you don't see what you're looking for on their website, fortunagames.net, just email them and see if they can get it for you at fortunagames at gmail.com. Fortuna Games, for all your lunchtime board gaming needs. I remember seeing Rodney Smith's video for Pandemic Rapid Response and knowing instantly this was a game for me. Oddly, it was a Target exclusive. I had to wait a few months before it came out, and I ordered it off the site as soon as I could. Then, sadly, as most games do, it sat unplayed for a few more months on my shelf of shame. Finally, March 20th, the son and I broke out the Kane Klinko real-time board game. In case you don't recognize that date, it was the start of the COVID-19 lockdown. It just, well, it sort of felt fitting. In pandemic rapid response, natural disasters are popping up all over the globe. You and your team are on board a specially designed plane made by the Crisis Response Unit. You take on one of seven rolls aboard the plane as you try to get desperately needed supplies to the cargo hold, fly the plane over the country in need, and drop off those life-saving supplies. You must accomplish all of this while keeping an eye on a sand timer. If you run out of time, you lose. Oh. And the timer is only two minutes. But don't fret. You get to turn it over a few times and more times if you're able to make progress. This is a chaotic game of trying to save humanity and I am all in. Welcome back to Eat Lunch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins. Let's take a look at the rule clarity for Pandemic Rapid Response. The rule book is eight pages long, but only six of it is rules. The cover and first page have no rules. However, the rules are quite clear. There is nothing ambiguous in them, which is good, because you can't really pause the game to look something up. I mean, I guess you could knock the timer over, but isn't that kind of cheating? Time to explain to newcomers. Ten minutes. I pretty much time myself when I recently explained this to some new coworkers. You will spend a bulk of your time explaining the dice. They, well, they're truly the only component to the game and it requires knowledge of all that they are capable of doing, which, as I just said, is pretty much everything. Gameplay. To me, this is where the game really shines. It is chaotic, it is loud, it is frenetic, it is fun. 
To set up, place the diagrammatic board of the airplane in the center of play. Place the 20 cubes in their matching colored supply room in the plane. Place three of the purple time discs in the HQ along with the sand timer and the rest off to the side of the board. The white waste marker gets placed on the zero in the recycling center. Shuffle and deal each player one of the seven rolls. Each player selects a color and takes the six dice and matching pawn. Place your pawn in the room depicted in the upper right corner of the roll card. Now, shuffle the city cards. Flip over one at random and place the plane marker in that city around the edge of the board. Place that card then in the box that is not needed for the rest of the game. This is the current location of your team and where you will start the game. Flip over the next two city cards and place them around the board where the city name appears on the edge. Finally, deal three more face down into the HQ onto the matching symbol on the board for an easy game. More can be added face up and or face down to adjust the difficulty. Then place all the unused cards in the box. The city cards display what combination of supply cubes are needed in each city. These can be any combination of the five supplies, water, medicine, first aid, food, and energy. These are the cubes you are trying to collect. I do though wonder how we are dropping in a crate of energy. If you choose, you can shuffle and place the crisis cards next to the HQ side of the board. I advise, though, not using these for a few games. They are brutal. And I'll talk more about these in a bit. The first player is the last person to be on an airplane or whomever you choose. Anyway, on a player's turn, the dice are rolled and can be re-rolled up to two more times. I already said that the dice are the crux of the game, so let's look at them. They are each identical. They have six different sides. Five of the sides match the color and icon of the supplies. Each of the five supplies work the same way. The sixth side shows a plane. This die face allows you to move the plane one space around the board, either clockwise or counterclockwise. This action is important to get your team in position to drop the supply cubes. Before we get to the meat and potatoes of the dice, I want to mention that you move your pawn around the plane by placing a die on your character card. This spins that die and it cannot be re-rolled anymore. Yet this is the only way to move, so sacrificing dice is very important. Let's talk about those supply rooms. Each room works the same way. In each of the rooms you will see a track matching the color of the supply room and cube. This is the only tricky part of Pandemic Rapid Response. In order for the dice to stay on the track, each space in that group must be filled by your turn's end. For instance, the yellow energy track requires three dice in the first group, then one in the second, and finally one in the third. This also means if you only roll two yellow energy, you cannot leave them behind in the track. Any player can put their dice on the track as long as the group is full. At any time, a track can be cleared and the amount of cubes shown in the furthest completed group are then sent to the cargo bay in the rear of the plane. Once a track has been cleared and the supply cubes have been placed, the dice used to get these cubes need to be rolled. Any that come up in a circle around the icon are trash and the waste marker is moved up that many. There is a 50% chance on each die that this can happen. This is sort of a push-your-luck mechanic. You push further down the track to get more cubes, but you risk creating more trash. 
If your team ever produces an 11th trash, you lose. Now that you have trash, what does that mean? Well, you can always spin an unused die to place it in the tracker of the recycling room. The only caveat, it must be a different face than any currently showing. A player can move their pawn then into the recycling room and activate the room to lower the trash token the corresponding amount. Each player then receives their dice back at this time. If your team has gotten the right combination of supply cubes to the cargo bay and the plane is in the correct location, a player then may move to the cargo bay and spend a die with a plane icon to drop the payload. Return all the cubes to the correct room, add that so, so precious time token to the HQ, and continue going. Remember, during play, everyone must keep an eye on the timer. When it runs out, a purple time token is removed from the HQ. Then, the next city card is flipped up and placed where it goes around the board, and the timer is flipped back over. During this downtime, no table talk about planning should happen. If there are no time tokens left in the HQ when one is needed to be removed, well, you lose. To win, all you have to do is race around the board slash globe and drop off supplies to five or more cities before you run out of time tokens. If this is all too easy for you, simply add in the Crisis deck to your game. This menacing deck of 15 cards adds all sorts of chaos to an already chaotic game. Cards can have one of three effects. An immediate effect, something like take all the dice off the board, or a temporary until the next timer flip effect, like roll one less die, or delivery. This one could really be the worst. The card is placed on the closest city card to your airplane, and it requires a specific crate to be dropped before you can drop the original requirements. And they can stack. The cards must be resolved one drop at a time. Now, that should be hard enough for you. Replayability. Since this game can only play up to four players and there are seven roles, that offers a lot of replayability. Then add in that it is card based, you can add another level to its replayability. Lastly, playing in less than 30 minutes, you can play it, reset it, and play it again in one sitting. It is that fun. Components. Alright, I'm not going to lie, I am a sucker for the little plane miniature with its stand. I love the tactile feel of moving it around the edge of the board. Yes, there are cubes, and as usual, I will say I hate cubes. However, for this chaotic game, I prefer them because I can confidently grip them fast, and they are a bit larger than the standard 1cm cubes that I truly despise. I do wish that they were engraved to match their icon, though. It would look cool and make the game a little more visually impaired friendly. The dice are nice quality engraved dice that are also color coordinated not only for the player but also for the symbols. All water droplets are blue no matter the color of the dice. This makes recognition quicker. All of the discs are simple and plain just like the player pawns. The board and cards are what you would expect from Z-Man and the Pandemic line of games. The timer is pretty generic all except for its teal sand. Yep, teal sand. Lunchtime Potential 
pandemic rapid response easily fits into a lunch hour. In fact, you might even be able to play it twice or three times if you're unlucky one of those times. With flipping the timer only a certain amount of times, you can only play for about 20 minutes or so a game, plus maybe a minute here or there since you won't always notice that the timer is out of sand. I explained it and we played it twice in a full lunch hour. Artwork. I hate to repeat myself, but the artwork is exactly what you would expect from this series of games. Rapid Response fits perfectly in this world, which is saying something because none of the artists from the original game did the art for this one. Aetha Kanani and Jasmine Radu did an amazing job matching the art from the other games. Other and Expansions There are no other or expansions for this game. I could see them adding a few new roles perhaps, but other than that, you would need a completely new board. Bang for the buck. I tried to go back and see how much I paid for a rapid response, but Target only allows me to go back so far. So I don't really know what I paid for it. I do know that it currently retails for $39.99, and savvy buyers, it is closer to $30. Anyway, it is well worth the money. I know that paying $40 for a 20-minute game sounds crazy, but it is a game that you can and will play multiple times during one session. That is what makes it worth the money. Every time I've put this game out on the table, it has been played more than once. Most of the time, two or even three times in one sitting. In summary, Pandemic Rapid Response will always remind me of the early COVID pandemic. Luckily, the game is so awesome that it can handle that. The Sun and I played it, along with Hot Zone, a lot at the start of lockdown. These two variants helped me get back into the pandemic game itself, and for that I am truly grateful and truly broke. It currently sits on BGG with a 6.6 .6 with 2500 ratings. I think that is obviously a little too low, as I would give it a solid 8 just for the chaotic nature of it all. Pandemic Rapid Response fits the Pandemic franchise, a lunch hour, and my game collection perfectly. As usual, you can reach out to me at eatlunchandboardgame.com, podandbox.com slash eatlunchandboardgame, where you can leave me a message or a game suggestion, and you can always email me at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com. And remember, board games build bridges. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.